listening to audio from Faith Church, located on the north side of Indianapolis. If you'd like to check out more information about our church and ministry, please visit faithchurchindy.com. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. As one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way. The Lord, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. This is the word of the Lord. My wife, Amelia, and I like to watch uh, crime dramas. Uh, I think there's something about them that uh, even though they can be hard to watch because of the depiction of the, the violence that often takes place, there's something about them I, I think we watch that can be rewarding because we want to see justice served. We, we want to see the, the bad guys get caught and uh, the good guys save the innocent. Otherwise, why would you watch the show? Why, why would you watch depictions of crime and brutality and violence and suffering if there's no good outcome? Why come to church on a Friday night to hear about suffering and injustice and violence and death if there isn't a good outcome? No passage, I think, more clearly depicts the why behind Jesus' suffering and death than the passage we heard read from Isaiah 53. And as you heard that reading, hopefully you picked up all the recurrences of we and us and our, our griefs, our transgressions, our sorrows. We esteemed him not. We have gone astray. We have turned. And the Lord laid on him the iniquities of us all. That passage really doesn't make any sense until you feel the weight of this truth. What Jesus did, he did for us. What Jesus did, he did for us. Jesus died for us. Jesus suffered for us. The pain, the the brutality, the shame, the indignity, the mocking, it was for us. You are in the we, and so am I. At least we're all invited to be by faith in what Jesus has done. And the more personally you read this passage, the more the death of Christ will mean to you. Interestingly, Isaiah does not, in pointing out what the servant, what Jesus would do for us, he doesn't start with our our sins. He begins with our infirmities. He says, Jesus has borne our griefs. It's a, it's a Hebrew word that means to lift up and carry away. And we have griefs because we live in a fallen world. And things are broken and messed up and we are sinned against. And we have sorrows because we ourselves are fallen people. We need someone who can bear our grief when the burden is too heavy for us. And God wants us to know through Isaiah that Jesus came to bear 
our pain, to in fact take it on himself. In, in Christ, we find a God who comes to us, who enters into this world and becomes one of us that he might bear, that he might carry our griefs and sorrows for us. And what that tells us is your pain does not have the last word. Your sorrows will not last forever because Jesus has come to bear our sorrows and carry our griefs. But more than that, he took our punishment. You can't miss that in what we've sung and, and what we've heard. He was pierced. He was crushed. Upon him was the chastisement, the punishment that we all deserved. And if you wanted to take the time to go back and look at the last half a day or so of Jesus' life, uh, leading up to the time when he actually dies, he spends about 14 hours in sorrow, grief, trial, pain, suffering, anguish. But Jesus' suffering and death are not the end of the story. And they do have a purpose. J Jesus perfectly fulfilled the Father's will. Jesus took our punishment. And because he took our punishment, look what we have. We have peace with God. The, the chastisement that was on him has brought us peace. That means we're reconciled. There's, there's no more conflict. It means wholeness and, and health and safety and flourishing. And, and in a messed up world, through Christ we have a peace, a wholeness that passes understanding, that, that doesn't make sense on the face of it in, in one way. And we are healed by his stripes, by the wounds that he took on himself. We are healed. We are freed from guilt, healed of shame, released from hatred. Jesus Christ puts broken people back together again. One Christian author shared this, and it just stuck with me. Unrelieved regret and unaddressed shame can kill you. This would be a really good year. This would be a really good week to take God's word about the power of Jesus' cross. See, in my head, I know that as the Bible says, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Oh, but how often I've longed and prayed to really have those words hit home and sink deep into my bones. And Jesus is saying from the cross, look and listen and believe. Good Friday is not about making us feel bad and, and hanging our heads about all the sinful things we've done. That, that's part of it because God wants us to be honest with him and ourselves about what we've done so that we would find freedom and joy. It's important that, that the word all is at the beginning and the end of, of verse 6 in Isaiah 53. All we like sheep have turned away, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity, the sins, the wrongs of us all. All. The first all tells us that we are sinners, that we are broken. And the last all tells us that Jesus has paid the price for it all. 
for all who would come to him. We come to Jesus through that first all, and we come out at the last all. And that makes sense. We, we come to him acknowledging that I'm among the all who have gone the wrong way, but I don't stay there. I, I find joy and life and freedom in knowing that I am among the all for whom Jesus died. Jesus was pierced for your transgressions and crushed for your iniquities, all, all of them. If you want freedom and life and joy and hope, remember these four words, look to the cross. Look to the cross. Look at the cross and lay hold of Jesus Christ by faith who loved you and who died for you. God is fully satisfied with the work of his son. Remember that the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. What Jesus did, he did for you. Look to the cross where Jesus waits to heal and forgive you. You know, those crime dramas are interesting. They're, they're fun to watch, but we've never seen an episode where a purely innocent policeman, for example, offers to take the place of the completely guilty murderer or kidnapper or whatever it is. First of all, because that just doesn't happen in real life, and second of all, because there is no completely sinless lawkeeper that could or would do that. What God offers to us in Jesus is something so much better. Not just forgiveness, but new life and hope and a new identity. What Jesus did, he did for us. Look to the cross and find your life and your hope in Jesus. Let me pray for us. Lord, you know my sin and my failings and you still love me. You stepped down from heaven so that the curse of sin and death would ultimately come untrue. Thank you, Jesus, for bearing all, all of my sin and shame. Thank you for setting me free and making me a part of your new family by faith. I am both humbled and lifted up by your amazing grace and your great love. So Jesus, help me. Help me as I walk with you to follow in obedience just as you were obedient. Help me to live with the humility and gentleness that you showed and empower me to love those around me just as you have showed your love to me. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.